if yeah. this location actually falls through, Jackie and I are going to start working on growing beards. Okay. So just wanted to let you know for next time. <laughs> Megan, when you talked about the uh, the budget, the professional opinion of cost that you develop, is there a way that you can sort of back in from what we know we have to spend, what our budget already is, and say, okay, you've got X amount of dollars, this is the building you're looking at to do that white box version, it's going to be you know 20% over budget, which we know you don't have 20% more. So let's do what we need to do to make your budget fit this box. Is that an approach worth considering or <laughs> go to Absolutely. another building? Yeah, what you're referring to is called value engineering, essentially. Um, and we're very familiar with doing it to work with our clients. It's, it's making the space work for you. So in business, and I'm, I hope I don't ruin this because I'm going to send it to my boss later to listen, but he has the three... <laughs> The three pinnacles, he likes to say, he, you have your needs, your wants, and your must-haves. Mm -hmm. So if you give us your must-haves, your needs, and your wants, we'll tier those and we'll put them into your space based on, you know, obviously the must-haves go mm -hmm. first and then the needs and then the wants. Um, and if you have, you know, X amount of dollars, we'll design that space for you providing as many of those things as possible, but keeping in mind your budget. So if you want a water feature and a pool for the cats to swim in, you know, <laughs> if it's going to be $50,000 more, we're not going to, we're not going to design that into your space. Right. But if one of your needs, you know, if one of your must haves is the grooming room, we're going to focus on how we can make that in, into the space that you're looking at at the most cost-effective way. So one of the ways that we do that is by working with the franchisor at that level to understand how, you know, we can design the brand to fit that space. So if we're going in and, you know, the bathroom is right when you walk in the door um, and the landlord isn't really providing a lot of TI dollars or free rent and you don't want to invest it, we'll design the entryway maybe just by putting something around that so that the bathroom is in a space that makes sense and you know just making a light a tweak to the floor plan that you probably originally saw in your head mm -hmm. but we that's what you know our goal is with partnering with brands we work with you know franchisees like like both of you all the time where it's your first time you could be first time business owners you're investing a lot of your own money a lot of times it's the retirement account and we are very cognizant of that. We're not here to you know, charge all of the money that you have just to open it. We understand that you know, this, is, this is your livelihood and you know, it's, money isn't unending. So we take that into account all the time. And that's where the partnership at the franchisor level works because you don't wanna have just a franchisor that says, this is, you must do all of this and you have to, you know, it, you have to put in a new ceiling and new floors regardless. You want somebody who's going to work with you and communicate both, you know, with the project manager and the construction and the contractor to understand that you can use what's existing to make your space the best space possible for Happy Cat Hotels, but also in, you know, your budget. 
I can say from our perspective, that's one reason why we believe that this is uh, a fair and affordable opportunity in, in, in franchising because, uh, you know, I mean, that's how we've done, you know, our, our local units to this point um, is, is value engineering. There were certain elements in each of the buildings that we, you know, entered a lease uh, into that we had to make a decision, you know, do we take out that entire structure which is going to cost X amount of dollars. Do we build rooms around that? Okay, so the, the hallways are a little non-symmetrical or whatever, but but so be it. You know, we just saved ourselves $15,000 by, you know, not removing that structural beam because we wanted to put, put rooms there. And that's totally fine from a brand perspective. Like we're open and we want to be able to do that. I, I think it's important. Each little happy cat hotel while maintaining certain brand standards, call it the must-haves and the needs, it's also going to allow for a certain level of, of customization and sort of a unique feel from mm-hmm. each other unit that's out there. It has that homey, cozy feel to it. And, and like, we're, we're all about that. We just want it to be comfortable for the franchisees, for the customers, and of course, the guests. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the pocket. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. want our wallet to be comfortable too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to be respectful of everyone's time, you know, especially Megan, who, who, who took time out of her busy day to sit down with us. I, I really appreciate it, but I, I did want to just leave the floor open if anybody had any other questions for Megan or Megan for us, vice versa, whatever, and we can cover that and then, and then wrap this up. I don't I have don't. any questions. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, Megan did such an amazing job. I wrote down a ton of notes about how everything actually works so that I know <laughs> with my handy dandy notebook. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, it's going to be helpful to have somebody to help us figure this out once we like navigate. Find a place, yeah, help us navigate it once we find a place. We'll see how this place is today, and and double check that they are on board with our um, concept. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Once again, the landlord is, according to Judy, super excited. Um, <laughs> but we've heard that before, so I think um, being super excited about the concept and actually being on board with us doing it. <laughs> well, and they, they get super excited. I mean, sometimes I think it's their broker that's super excited. Right. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, the landlord's going to love it. And then when they take it back to the landlord, they're like, the what? No. <laughs> yeah. The so. pet industry is booming. And exactly. the landlords that aren't seeing it are just not understanding. Maybe you think, maybe you're right with them being dog people or not understanding, but the pet industry just across the board is booming. And this is a unique uh, situation because I think, you know, there's a lot of market saturation out there with dog kennels and, um, you know, canine play units. And so you're kind of at the ground floor of, you know, cat, cats need grooming. We have friends who have, um, you know, those long Oh, what, what are they called? The very long haired cats. Um, the Persians? Persian. Yes, I was yeah. like, and he would have to be like sedated to get, to get his hair cut and everything. And, you know, you can't just take care of that at, at the house. So, and I mean, I have enough cats of my own to understand how much <laughs> they, they take in. So, you know, I, it's, it's a great opportunity and I just hope you guys don't get too frustrated with the site selection. I mean, the, the, the thing is, is that both of us work in the pet industry right now. So we run retail pet locations and we see it day in and day out. And honestly, like every single day now, I hear people ask me, um, do you know where I can take my cats to be boarded? Do you know, do you know a cat groomer? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I, I do. Get, <laughs> I get two or three calls a week at my store for cat grooming and I 
I refer them to our friend who runs a mobile grooming cat grooming <laughs> thing right now. She let just me take opened. your number down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I will call you in a couple of months. Yeah. Let me call you in a couple of months. Cause I know of one that's going to open, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I just don't, I can't help them. And it's so frustrating to get those calls and not be able to help anybody right now. And they, they want it, you know, now before the holidays or whatever, but I mean, they are going to need it again in the future. So all we can and, do is- I mean, at, at my location, we work with a local cat uh, rescue who um, we keep a cat in store at all times for adoption. Mm-hmm. At the moment, uh, in the last two months, we've adopted out three cats and she doesn't have a cat for us because they are, oh, as cats. she laughed, but she was like, we're low on inventory. <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, that's, it's a, it's a great problem to have when you're in the rescue um, business well, it's a good problem and a bad problem, I guess. But the fact that people are adopting so many animals and they are going to need grooming and they are going to need when they do start traveling, they're going to. Yeah, I was going to say that these people are, they're all adopting cats because they're all home all the time. But when right. they do start their normal life up again, or like, I, you know, I travel for work all the time and in normal times, my wife works a long, a long day at the office. So there's not always somebody available to take care of all the pets. So the the services are needed and they're there the pet industry is definitely something that you know is growing and like i said i don't think there's a lot of cat focused uh businesses out there and there's a lot of cat people so you're filling a hole and yeah landlords should see that that is an opportunity for them and for you when it comes to well, we're hoping to get it open just in time for everybody to go on vacations Yeah, June first would be a, a really nice uh, a nice date where you know three quarters of the country is vaccinated, everybody's yep. ready to go on summer vacation, yep, right? And Happy Cat Hotels are, are open and ready to yep. to, uh, to And I'll start I'll start practicing now with my oh I'm so sorry we're booked no I'm so sorry we're booked. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Megan, when it comes to the the lease negotiations, do do you find in general, I COVID might be a completely different story, but that there are certain um, elements of the negotiate that that the landlords seem to favor more than than others. Like what I mean is is you know are triple nets typically more flexible negotiating point than than they seem to have been to this point. Uh, is it, you know, length of, of term? Do they like seeing five-year, 10-year? Like what things can we consider throwing out there to them that might help kind of loosen them up? Or is it just, it's just a crapshoot and, you know, every, every, every story is different. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. You know, I, and when it gets into lease specifics, it's not really my area of expertise, but I, I do know that, you know, like the longer lease terms, they're more favorable to that. I think, you know, we see free rent periods being more favorable versus TI dollars because that's actually money out of their pocket. Um, And then I, you know, I just to cover my bases in case um, you're not familiar with TI dollars, it's tenant improvement dollars. And it's essentially money that the landlord pays you back or the contractor back for moving into the space. So to build your business in there. So if you're getting $30,000 TI dollars back, you know, a lot of times we'll work with the landlord so that we get paid directly from those TI dollars so that you don't even have to worry about fronting the $30,000 and then getting reimbursed from the landlord. So that's all, those are also, those are rabbit holes I could go down and discussing, but those would be my two things is a longer lease and free rent. 
One that came up very recently was they offered, or at least said that they would consider offering, and ultimately it fell through, so it didn't matter, but that they would consider offering to do the work themselves or pay for that work. And then we pay them that back in the form of rent over the, the, the term of the lease. And while I've heard of that, I, I, you know, we're certainly not familiar with it in our experience at Happy Cat or anything like that. Is that something that you see occurring fairly or is that a red flag? What, what's that? You know, if we do see that the landlord does the work. We do, we do see that because a lot of landlords do have construction companies. So it's a way to keep the business, um, you know, feeding each other. I don't know. I, I had, I don't know about the rent payback. I haven't seen that. Not to say that that's not common. I would just say that if there is an instance where the landlord is doing the work, you definitely get a second opinion on the construction costs from somebody who's familiar with the brand so that you have a realistic understanding of what it should cost because you don't want to take somebody at their word. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. If that had even gone through, uh, you you all would have been, you know, right, right there at the, Mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. forefront to help manage yeah. and navigate that anyway so right and that's what having a partner like us and even just managing the construction if our crews don't don't perform the work and we're just managing the construction at least it's a trusted intermediary there who understands mm-hmm. that you know this isn't supposed to be a four hundred thousand dollar build out and it's not supposed to take 19 weeks you know um <laughs> yep. you just need it's it's essentially yeah. having something in your corner uh, you know fighting for you know what should be right and you guys have people in our area as well so you'll be able to work in the dc metro area Yes. Yeah. So we're national and we have crews positioned all over the country. They're actually um, housed. A lot of them are Midwest based uh, because we're from we're headquartered in Michigan, but they travel all around and um, we always assign crews out of their home state just in their home city because you tend to be a little bit more motivated to get back home if you are not there. So (laughs) So we assign dedicated crews to your project. So they're working not just, you know, Monday through Friday, they're working seven days a week. They're not there a couple of hours a day. They're not working on other projects while they're there, like a local who might have two or three going on. They're there because of the Happy Cat Hotels contractors. Neat. Nice. Okay. That's actually really nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Our goal is always to open as you know, build as quickly as possible for you. And, you know, with the understanding that when, your doors open, you start making money. So the sooner the construction is, then the sooner you can start making money. Right. <laughs> that makes That's sense. our goal too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, uh, this was awesome. Thank you, Megan, yeah. so much for, for joining us. Uh, we would love to have you back. I, I mean, we have a long road ahead of us between, again, site selection, leases, construction, architecture, everything, all the way through grand opening. Uh, and so if, if you wouldn't mind, I won't put you on the spot on air, but <laughs> if you wouldn't mind joining us in the future, I, we would love to have you. I don't know about this being your first podcast. You did quite well. So I'm sure I'm going to cringe when I listen back to it. I mean, I, I'm a professional podcast listener, so. Yes. <laughs> you'll de- no, you'll definitely cringe. Yeah. Just because that's the nature of hearing your own voice. You're like, oh my gosh, I sound like, I sound nasally. Why can we edit that's that? Okay. Out? Well, the Midwestern in me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you again and have a great holiday series of holidays. And, you know, we'll certainly be in touch throughout the rest of the process and, and, uh, you know, talk soon. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you both. Feel free, you know, Chris has my contact, so 
Chris, feel free to give them my contact information. Call me with any questions. I know a lot of times, you know, we've passed an hour already. And, you know, so you get off and you're like, shoot, I should have asked that. So you, my cell, call me anytime. I'm here whenever you need me. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, Leanne and Jackie, got another couple minutes? Yeah, minutes, yeah. Just so I'm going to point out real quick, um, if yeah. this location actually falls through, Jackie and I are going to start working on growing beards. Okay. So just wanted to let you know for next time. <laughs> this is my, we call it the playoff beard. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I don't shave it until the championship is won, which in this case is getting this lease signed. So okay. hopefully I'm not looking too Santa Claus-ish before we, <laughs> we, get to, we get to the end of this thing. So just two things I wanted to touch quickly. I know you're going out to look at that property. Number number one, I know we talked about it. And then I think we got sidetracked because you because because Spicers came along. But she had just said something, you know, maybe you go back after a month or so, you know, and, and, and re-engage with the landlord who, who said no previously. Do we have any interest in going back to Vienna again? We were talking about that, that today. That guy with the double... I brought that up and I was like, what about Vienna? Vienna was a little on the higher end, finances wise. Um, Wasn't that $30 a square foot? It was $30 a square foot. So it was a little more pricey. Okay. But we were still, when we were looking at it, we were thinking it was going to work. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd have to look and see what all was involved with that. But I do know we would definitely need work with air conditioning and things like that. Yeah, no, I talked about Vienna too, because it was in a prime location she sent us another one that goes back to Chantilly near Dulles Airport. It's just in an industrial park that it's, it's like an office complex, I guess. Yeah, it's the one talked, that's next to that brewery that we mentioned before, yeah. that it's like, oh, the brewery's across the street. Right. And we talked about that again, but the, the signage out front is, it's generic signage. Everybody has the exact same signage and the exact same white font. You had to like drive in and turn around a couple of times to get to this. It's a corner building. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of windows too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is something that I mean, I can't say it's a deal breaker, but that that signage, because mm-hmm. we're in such an unknown entity mm-hmm. right now, signage is is a big is a big deal. Even if we're not on a, a main drag like like Wheeler versus being on Duke, right? Like Wheeler is fine as long as we can get our colors, get our logo, get, you know, something so that from what they saw on the website with our logo, click oh that must be it okay you know just and and when it's all that uniform you know they're all standard signs for all the businesses in there and it's all uniform it makes it hard just to have any character you know what I mean yeah for me those those two things the signage and the fact that it took a while to actually find the building itself Mm -hmm. those were deal breakers for me Um, the space itself on the inside was awesome the outside was not Mm -hmm. all right you know what I'm going to put together an email that you all and and Judy can use if you think it's appropriate for some of these landlords who probably can't visualize it. Think what they think about a, a cat hotel or whatever. I mean, we are, you grab whatever from, from our YouTube page. We've got, you know, stuff on there, but like link to the virtual tour so they can take a look and walk through and see what a cat hotel looks like. Maybe that's scaring them away. I don't know. You know, I, I would think in our experience, they've seen it they've come down and seen and wow this is like really neat i'm excited for this uh, i i had no idea this is yeah. this is 
Yeah. You know, like no, they can, think, they can see that. I think that would be um, immensely helpful. Uh, and we will also mention with Judy today about the, the grooming side of things um, pretty much doubling during COVID. Like, yes, the boarding side of things has definitely dropped back, but grooming has uh, continued to increase exponentially um, during COVID. People still need to have their animals groomed. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to, I understand their hesitation about boarding, animal boarding, whatever, whatever it is. And during the time of COVID, I mean, we need to ask them, like, do you really think that people are not going to go back to like, we're going to be doing this for, for six months. Yeah, right. it's going to take six months to get this whole thing developed and get our doors open. You know, are you concerned about another pandemic coming through in the next couple of years? Because that's not very likely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, for something like this to, to happen. So I mean, we can't push them where, where they don't want to go, but something to get them as optimistic as, as we are, because we know, we, we just know, we know what we know. All right. So those two things, the, the last is just the FDD, you know, I forwarded the last notes there to Jonathan, that thing is an easy change, the type, the type of whatever, call it a typo where we talked about initial training no that's mm-hmm. obviously that is included you don't need to pay for that and then and the last thing too something that occurred to me sorry <laughs> <laughs> so my friend robert who is an emerging franchisor he's got a bunch of units but they're still very early in the in the process he's had a couple of issues you know with franchisees and they want to exit the system or they try whatever the issue is um and in, he's in court with one and they're trying to sue control V because they said, Hey, we didn't get anything that they said. And you know, whatever the case is now, the other, all of the other franchisees are happy with the, the, the service and the support. And the, so it seems like it was a bad egg. Right. But who knows? My point is he said to me, cause when I reached out and asked them, what do you guys do when it comes to the personal guarantee? So on and so forth. He said, I would never knowing now what I knew or knowing, you know what I mean? Knowing now what I didn't know then, I would never get rid of that personal guarantee because it's actually protecting the brand and everybody else who is still connected. Like if this franchisee who might just be a bad seed was, was able to sue control V and, and take them for whatever damages and, and everything else, it's going to irreparably harm everyone who's connected to the, to the brand, you know what I mean? And so he said, when I look at it from that perspective, it sucks for the individuals right now is preventing him from taking us to the, to the cleaners basically in in court, just because of how it's, it's, and I hadn't thought of that. It's a thing to even have to think in these terms in, in Mm -hmm. business like this. It's my least favorite part of, of any of this stuff, but yeah, but you have to. I mean, it's you know. just like when we bring on new people at the store, mm-hmm. you, they might interview fantastically well, they might, you know, start their first couple of weeks and be absolute superstars, and then they turn into rotten eggs, and there has to be a way to get rid of them. And that's why we have all that paperwork in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'll let you know, but that's where it's at right now. Okay. We'll, right. we'll get a hold of Emily and have her reach out to Jonathan so we can wrap it up. Because, yeah, okay. I'll remind her. Yep. We told her we were set and all she had to do was that. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Good luck. Thanks. Give Thanks. me a call if it's if it's worth FaceTime and give me a ring. Okay. Okay. Will do. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.